You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Hello, how are you this week? In my household, we seem to have endless illnesses. One of my daughters has now got croup. So I am looking forward to the end of the winter in the Northern Hemisphere. I hope that things in your household are going smoothly. Okay, so this week it's episode 35 of Grow Yourself Up. And today I want to talk a bit about good enough parenting. We talked about how important uh, compassion is in, um, in good enough parenting. But I wanted to give you some other pointers to kind of act as guidelines for you. Because my belief is that once we learn to become better regulated and we become more connected to ourselves, we don't need a lot of scripts or lots of tips and suggestions. Because if we have some broad guidelines to operate from, we will intuitively know what needs to happen in the relationship with our children. And as we begin to cultivate self-trust and learn to meet our needs and be like really present in the parent-child relationship, it will unfold more naturally and we won't have to kind of be looking to outside experts for what we have to say. So today I'm going to focus on three aspects of good enough parenting, which I consider to be really important. The first one is that as the adult, we take responsibility. So many of us have grown up in families where we were taking care of our parents' needs. You can language that however you want. Sometimes it's called codependency. Sometimes it's called being a parentified child, being a caretaker. And there's different kind of iterations and different reasons why this develops. But essentially, it means that care flows up the generations instead of um, care flowing from the older generation to the children. So either from the parents to the children. And so for for good enough parenting, it's essential that we, the parents, the adults, take responsibility for what happens in our house, for the emotional temperature, for managing ourselves. Now, that's not to say that we manage ourselves perfectly all the time or that we're always well-regulated, but that when we lose our temper or when we are very grumpy or very um, disconnected from our children, that we own that as ours and that we don't blame our children for that. And it, it also includes things like where 
we want our children to do something or they won't do it. The way we language things like that. So instead of saying to our children, you're making me so sad or somehow putting our feelings onto our children, we say, I feel sad about something. We really own our, you know, what's going on for us and do not blame our children or shame them or try and get them to behave in a certain way that we can be okay. So first of all, let me say that again, that we take responsibility for things. We take responsibility for repairing ruptures. We take responsibility for ourselves. We take responsibility for our impact on our children. Very importantly, a part of that, we work to meet our needs. So that is also taking responsibility for ourselves. But we notice ourselves. We notice what we might need because you can't turn up to your parenting role completely depleted. Well, I mean, you can, but that's kind of um, disastrous for yourself and your child and the emotional temper in the, in the household. So really starting to notice what you need to feed yourself, to give yourself adequate sleep, which I know is hard, um, to let yourself have movement, connection, to start, even if it feels very uncomfortable to look at your own needs, to really start giving yourself permission around that. And even if, you know, sometimes... It can feel selfish. So I've had clients say it feels really selfish to focus on themselves. Like everything in their body is telling them not to focus on themselves because it's so unfamiliar. And so it can give you signals that, oh, this is not a good idea. And if you're in that place, what I sort of suggest is thinking, okay, actually meeting my own needs or starting to give myself permission to meet them is very important for my children, actually. So sometimes that is actually the way in that gives us permission to start meeting our needs. So taking responsibility for us and meeting our needs, and then compassion. So that's an extremely important part of good enough parenting, because we need compassion for ourselves and our children, actually, for such a wide range of things. If you're a perfectionist, you will probably be aware that it's, it's quite, when we notice we're not getting things right, we're not getting things perfect, it actually causes quite a lot of internal pain. And so we need so much compassion for that. Compassion for the fact that we can't get it perfect. Compassion for how sort of um, uncomfortable that makes us feel. We need compassion for the fact that if we're going to meet our needs and make ourselves some lunch, we can't tend to our children. We can't kind of make more bowel mixture or help them make a doll's house out of egg cartons. These are the things that I've had coming at me this weekend when I've been trying to meet my needs. So uh, just drawing some direct examples from my life. And you know, to have compassion for our children when when our saying no to them has the impact to bring on a meltdown. Because often if, if we put down boundaries, then a lot of feelings come up. And we need compassion for both us and them in that place. But it doesn't mean that we don't meet our needs. So I've had, I've been really vigilant around my own nervous system and noticing my responses this weekend. And my kids came home from forest school and my husband had taken them and they, I was making the lunch for all of us. And they charged in the door. And one of my girls has like always got a lot of requests for me. So she was like, can I make bubble mixture? Can you make me some more bubble mixture? Can you help me? She built a doll's house out of two egg cartons stacked on top of each other. And she wanted to glue another box underneath. And she wanted me to help her strengthen that box. And I really hate crafting. But And then she wanted me to do something else. And I was like, I have only got two pairs of hands. And I can't do all of that. And I'm making the lunch. And... Not that that was even actually meeting my needs, but if we're driven by people pleasing in any way, it can feel like we need to immediately do things for our children. But really, it's important that they start to learn over time that 
not all of their requests can be met and that other things are going on in the family. And that's how they kind of learn to tolerate more and more discomfort. And obviously in the context of a loving relationship, but there might have been a scenario where I was maybe lying on the sofa or uh, reading my book and she wanted me to do the same things. And I've, I said to them, no, I'm on a half an hour break. Sometimes I actually sit down at the table and I say, no, I'm, on my, I'm having a lunch break now. You can wait till I'm finished. And I mean, it might be that the whole way through, they come up and ask me things every two minutes, but I still hold that boundary because I'm modeling that what I need is important too. And so I really, I talk more in this episode about um, resilience and about how the perfectionism conundrum is, is so kind of enticing. But I really want you to just hold on to, if you, if you take nothing else from this episode, hold on to the fact that good enough parenting is about us adults taking responsibility for the emotional temperature, for repairing ruptures. It's about us tending to our own needs, and it's about bucket loads of compassion all round, which does take practice. I think the idea of breaking cycles is way too much pressure because for many of us, there's intergenerational trauma that's coming from many generations before us um, that we're holding in our physiology often. We cannot break cycles in one generation. I prefer to think of shifting patterns, shifting cycles and um, shifting patterns because the idea that we can shift everything or break something in one generation is not possible. It's way, way, way too much pressure for a start. Secondly, because of what is often lodged in our nervous systems, we will tend to struggle in some of the same ways our parents may have struggled with in terms of our own regulation. And so... We've already visited that upon our children. So let's back up a little bit. When you get into parenting and you have not had your needs met, you are often very keenly aware of that and may have read a lot of parenting books and be um, really clear about how you want to be there for your child and really respond to your child and give them a different experience to the one that you had. And what actually often happens is that we feel we need to parent perfectly. So like, we're always going to be present for their feelings. We're going to pick them up every time they're quiet. We're going to protect them from things that feel painful or hurtful. We're going to um, always be there to soothe them. We'll be as quick as we can with the feeding so that there's not a lot of distress that's shown. We're going to respond to every need. We're not going to let them be cared for by anyone else. And that can be very, first of all, perfectionism generally leads to burnout. And so if we try and pursue that, first of all, we do ourselves a disservice. We also actually do our children a disservice. Now, I'll get onto that just in a little bit. But just to focus on ourselves, we can't um, meet the needs of our children perfectly. We cannot be present for every single need. We can't always protect them from things. And indeed, we don't actually want to protect them from things for, for reasons which I'll go into. But that kind of adoption of perfection in that realm oppresses us too. And I mean, I really have to call this out here because me being here um, as a recovering perfectionist, as a psychotherapist, giving you lots of information, I'm aware of the kind of the paradox that I'm also giving you stuff which you may think you need to perfect. And so all of us, you have to kind of view through the lens of your own life um, to hold it lightly and to notice, does this resonate for me? Because otherwise, we are then trying to parent perfectly or heal perfectly. I really used to want to um, be perfectly healed. I used to want to have no rage, no anger, no envy, no sadness, no boredom. Um, I would sometimes say to my therapist, like, 
just like, what can I do? How can I, I, I kind of wanted to transcend my humanity, I guess. That's what I wanted to do. Somehow turn into like a Mother Teresa version of myself and not have to deal with like being triggered in daily life or fighting with my husband or fighting with my sisters or anything with my siblings or my brother or other family things or uh, challenges at work. I wanted to kind of optimize in all areas so that I wouldn't have to deal with this, but that's impossible. And that's not what we're aiming for. We're trying to inhabit a real human space. So the whole point of this podcast is to help us. And I'm kind of smiling as I say this because I'm laughing at that childlike part of me who so desperately wants to get everything right and believes that her safety resides in that place of getting everything right. And I want to say that actually our safety resides in us being there to support ourselves and to tend to ourselves and to uh, soothe ourselves, to notice where we are in our nervous system, to notice what we might need as a result of that. And that perfection idea is so seductive. It holds out this ideal that if we can just do that, it'll be okay, when really it sets us up to strive for something that's non-existent. So I really want to kind of say to you, I'm with you on this. If you as a perfectionist are listening to this and kind of have the same experience, yeah, I really want to kind of say I feel similar. So when we grow up in a family where we don't get our needs met, it's difficult for us to develop our own sense of self. If you think back to the earlier episodes around needs, we talked about how we have to actually develop our preferences, give ourselves a chance to investigate what we like. If meeting our needs was done in our family, we would have more likely had a process of developing a strong sense of self because we would have given, been given the opportunity to notice what we liked. We would have been encouraged to investigate that as part of our kind of everyday development. Instead, what happens for many of us is we live out our parents' projections. So we do what it is they determine that we should do or what they think is valuable. So what that means is that we grow up without the strong sense of self and with a strong perfectionism driver, that means that you may be swayed to different um, ways of doing things and thinking that you need to do that perfectly. So part of this tending to your needs is also learning about what's important to you, starting to live in alignment with your values, but you may not have any idea what those values are, what feels important to you. And so you can start to kind of look at this gently around your, your parenting and this idea of changing, shifting patterns and, and shifting cycles in your family. Think about what does feel important for you. What sort of culture do you want in your family? Because you can take what you like from various different kind of avenues of parenting and you can leave the rest. This is all about keeping and developing your own ability to think critically about what works in your family, what works for your specific children. Considering things from all different angles, does this resonate for me? Is this true for me? Is this a good match for my family? So just kind of keep on holding that in mind. Also, think about that with this podcast. So going back to this idea that when we are trying to shift patterns in our own family, we may think that we need to do that perfectly. We've talked about the fact that it's way too much pressure, that it can't be done in one generation. I will talk more about that specifically around the nervous system, but I want to kind of start off with a high-level episode. One of the most important things to realize is that the way we build resilience is via this process of rupture and repair. So everyone you're in a relationship, you will notice that if you are able to work through conflict in an open and loving way, and also in a, in a non-defensive way, you actually get closer to people. But many of us 
have been raised in families where conflict was either avoided or it was so explosive that it's very, very scary. And we need to get more comfortable as parents, as perfectionists, as people trying to shift things with this idea that we can't get things perfect, that repair is essentially what helps us to grow. This starts from when we're tiny babies. Do you remember we talked about in the first couple of episodes about what good enough parenting looks like? And that Ed Tronic in his research found that in mother-baby dyads, so it was specifically mothers and babies, this research that he did in in the laboratory, about two-thirds, about 70% of the time, they were not attuned. So a third of the time, they were attuned. And what that means is that the rest of the time is coming back into attunement. So you can see that all relationships have, well, that that mother-baby thing, they have rupture, and it's important because the baby learns to tolerate that misattunement. They learn to tolerate being out of contact with their, their mum or their primary caregiver, and they learn that they can survive that. And that goes on all the way throughout our lives. We learn, okay, we had a fight, but I, I'm surviving this. I can tolerate it. And in the context of a loving relationship, rupture and repair is really important because we learn to tolerate things we think we may not survive. So until we have that experience, we don't know we can survive that. So if we are constantly running ourselves ragged in our own homes to be, in adverse commas, a perfect mother or a perfect friend or a perfect partner, perfect anything, we are actually often blocking any chances of rapture because we're trying to get everything so right. And why that's an issue is because we need the repair. The repair is how we get closer. How we explain, oh, I was really um, having a tricky day, and this is why I was having a tricky day, and I'm really sorry. We we explain our impact. We'd start to deepen the awareness that we even have an impact. And so this process of rupture and repair is really important. I'm actually going to do a whole separate episode on this. Um, there's lots and lots in the child development literature about this, and I think it's really important just generally. But As perfectionists, we have to widen our window of tolerance, first of all, for actually even allowing the rupture to happen and tolerate the distress of having had that happen. So just please hold on to that headline that we develop our resilience in loving relationships by noticing that we can tolerate the rupture and then the repair gets done in a timely fashion. And as a parent, it's our responsibility to do that. Another thing I want to just say around when we're parenting children and we've come from a dysfunctional family is that you are not your child and most importantly your child is not you so your child does not need to recover from your childhood often we can go around trying to be so protective of the child trying to protect them from pain but we cannot protect our children from all pain we just can't What we can do is provide them a strong, loving basis of support so that they always know they can come back all the way throughout their whole lifespan to us and that we will be there to support them and help them work through that pain. But we can't, us trying to block pain for them actually hampers their development. And I'm going to go into this in also a lot more detail. But those are really the headlines I want you to hold on to. Please go gently with yourself. We don't access change via criticizing ourselves. We access change by being able to be well-regulated enough to choose a different 
response in the moment. And that doesn't come by endlessly beating up on ourselves. So notice how this sits with you. Notice if you've been putting a lot of pressure on yourself that you need to get everything right in your generation. Notice how it feels to kind of just breathe out and think that you are enough. I really want you to kind of start getting a sense of that and know that there are many people also trying to do this alongside you. So go kindly about your day. Thanks for being here this week. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living. Thank you.